Welcome to this sermon from Silver Lake Baptist Church. Our mission is to celebrate the greatness of God with all we are for the joy, hope, and renewal of our community. We are so glad you have chosen to listen to our message. We pray you will be blessed by your time with us today. So let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for loving us and just being so kind to us and so grateful for your love and mercy and just the peace that you bring to our lives. And what a beautiful day it is out there. And I trust that you speak through me this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. So, am I what? Am I on? Now I'm on? Okay, but just pretend I am. I'm talking loud enough, right? So, um, last week I was talking about, um, like, I think it's real good for us, like, because we get into religious habits, right? And we forget that God's a real God and a loving God, and He's so full of grace. And it's like, and, and so much of the time, like, it frustrates me to no end when people are like, Jesus is coming back, I can't wait till Jesus comes back, and then I get to hug him, and I'm going to know him then. And, and I'm thinking, why, why are you waiting, right? Why not know him now, right? Why are, you, why are you waiting so long? What if he says, like, well, I don't know him, but I'll know him when I get to heaven. What if you're one of the ones he says, well, you did this, and you did this in my name, and you get there, and he says, says depart from me, I never knew you, right? I don't want to wait until... I go to heaven or Jesus comes back to know him. I want to know him right here and right now. And I just don't want to know about a Jesus that was like way back in a book. I want to know a Jesus that's right here and right now. Not one that's just like like um, like far off and I'm begging for everything, but the one that's inside me. And that's the hope. That is the promise of the gospel. That is the hope of glory. Not just, like they say, well, it's the blessed hope when Jesus comes back. The blessed hope is the hope of glory. Christ in us, the hope of glory. And that matters to me because, like, like I don't just want to get to heaven and then look at Jesus and say, oh, wow, finally I get to meet you. Finally I get to know you. I, I don't want to be like, like all the Paul when he went to Greece and he's sitting around in that, where all the statues of the gods are. And he's going through, and he's looking at all these, and then they have the unknown God, right? And he's going through, and he's like, you guys got all these gods, but I want to tell you about, you got one up for an unknown God, and I want to tell you who that God is. And he's not a God that you've made out of objects. He's a God that exists above and beyond and before you, and he wants to live and move in and through you, right? So all those things were man-made objects, and that's all... When, when we get into religion, that's all it is. It's a man-made object trying to make ourselves good enough for God when you're already good enough. You are the most valuable, the most valuable resource in the universe, especially to yourself. Do you know why? Because if you don't have yourself, <laughs> the universe don't really matter. The world really don't matter. So it's really important to know who we are, what we believe, and know that he's here. Right? That's the whole purpose of the gospel. Right? He's with he's not just with us, he's in us and he wants to work through us. And so it's really been my passion. So God started put it on my heart. Like I like to I get up early in the morning to study. And I don't get up early to study. I get up 
because it gets my mind right, right? So, so if I'm not working on me first, like, and it's not really working on me, because like, I love my mornings and I wouldn't trade my mornings for anything in the world. So I, so I was telling you guys last week, like I normally get up about 5, 5.30. And so the reason I, I don't mean to, it just happens, right? And so, and I start my day off, I go start the Keurig coffee pot, right? Go sit down, I get me a glass of water, and I, I get my coffee, and I sat down, and I got a, a notebook. And I start writing. Actually, I set my timer for 11 minutes and 2 seconds. The reason I add 2 seconds on, or 2 seconds is because it's going to take me 2 seconds to pick up my pencil. Right? And I want to focus. And so, so God's name is I am. Right? He says his name is the Lord. When you see the Lord in the scriptures, it's L, capital L-O-R-D. That's Yahweh. Right? Do you know what Yahweh is? I am that I am. They say, well, don't take the name of the Lord's name in vain or don't, don't curse. And then you're saying, I'm, I'm rotten or I'm ugly or I'm this. Literally, you are saying God is ugly. If you want to cut down to the chase, we're worried about all these other things. But really, you're cursing yourself and cursing God at the same time. So I, I've learned, you know what? The Bible says, let, let the weak say, I am strong, right? So how, what, if, what am I dealing with in my life that's bothering me, right? So what I do is I just start right now. I am strong. I am handsome. Right? It works so good. I'll tell you what. I was out shoeing horses the other day, and I went to do this horse, and I started to walk off to go to my car, and, and the, the, there was a lady there that I shoe for and another lady, and she goes, where are you going, handsome? And I was like, I'm going to my car. To, to shape the shoe. She's like, I was talking to the horse, but I guess you're handsome too, right? And I was like, like, I am handsome, right? You know, and I was like, look, I don't even have to do affirmations, right? I don't even have to do that no more because now when I say it in private, it's getting echoed out here, right? So I was like, thank you. You know, I am handsome, right? So like, I'm, I'm smart, right? I, I'm... I'm happily married. I am a great husband. I'm a great father. I'm a great grandfather. Not a great grandfather, right? My oldest granddaughter is only 11, so that's not happening, right? But you get what I'm saying. I am great at being a grandfather, right? And so it's changed my mentality now because when I'm talking to my wife and she's like, hey, I need need this. Could you go do that for me? And I'm like, yeah, I can go do that. I'm a great husband. And then it, it's who I am. It changes our thought processes and says, you know what? I, I am a great husband. I am a great father. And then when those things arise, then I can just step into that role and I'm not trying to be something I'm not. I already am that, right? The Bible goes even further. He says well, that we're sons of God. Like, I am a son of God, right? I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That matters, right? I'm not trying to be righteous. I'm not trying to be a son. I am a son. I have a son. It's my only son. So every time he calls, I'm like, hey, how's my favorite son? Right? He just ignores me 
right? He used to laugh when he was little. Now he just ignores me when I say that. Like, I'm good, Dad, right? How you, how you doing, right? But he didn't have to earn to be my son. He was born in to being my son. When you're born into the Spirit, you're born in to being a son of God the Most High. And in the Hebrew mindset, a son is not just something... It's, it's just not, not something that's ordinary. Oh, well, you're just my kid. When you become a son, when you become, go through the bar mitzvah, you become a co-equal with the father, which means you have everything that the father has. Remember the prodigal son, the story? He's like, like the oldest son comes to him after he's throwing the party, and he's like, hey, why didn't you ever throw a party for me? And he's like, you've been here the whole time. Everything I have is already yours. You just had to reach out and get it. Why? Because he was a son. We are a son. I am a son. Even, and I'm going to flip out religious people, and I'm going to do it on purpose. Because God did that to me. The Bible says, as he is, so am I. Where? Here in this earth. Guess, guess who that means? I am Jesus here on this earth. I'm walking around. Jesus is in me. Christ is in me. He's walking around in me. I might be the only Jesus someone else sees. I might be the only God someone else sees. And that's important. Like, this is just stuff. I'm trying to get the hay down where the cows can eat it, right? Because I want something that works in my life. I want something that's practical, something that... That, that I can take to the bank and say, hey, you know what? It's going to work out. So I take that stuff, and so I, I write down, I am. I am strong. I am weak. I'm not weak. I'm strong. I'm handsome. I'm great husband, you know. And, then, and I'll break down how I go through this and why I go through this. But there are certain things that when you say, it brings up like something. If you're dealing with something and you don't feel strong, you feel weak, your mind will immediately start racing and bringing up these problems. And so that's when I take it, and I was like, awesome. I love this. And I'm like, I love you. I'm going to allow you to be there. The fact that you're thinking and I know I'm thinking means that I am not that thought. So that means that I can come in and say, you know what? I'm going to hug you, and I'm going to love you. I'm not trying to fix you. I'm just going to love you. It's okay. And you know what happens? It disappears. And then I just feel this peace. Why? Because I'm not allowing that stuff to get shoved back down, and I allow that stuff to get out, and that helps me keep moving forward, right? So much of the time, I used to be a stuffer, man. Like, I would stuff everything. And then when it did come out, it was not pretty at all, right? So you might as well let it leak, Right? Let it leak out rather than explode out, right? It, we, we're better off taking care of those things head first than we are waiting for those things to hit us. And so, so that's, one of the, that's my next step I do. I'm just like, if I feel any resistance to that, and I say resistance is, no, you're not strong. You're, do you see how you only did five push-ups today, you weakling? Right? Or you're not that tough. That hurt your feelings. Right? It's like, no. No, I am strong. Because God says, let the weak say, I am strong. I'm not strong because I feel strong. I'm strong because God says I am strong. I'm not righteous because I feel righteous. 
I'm righteous because God says I'm righteous. And when I come into agreement with God's, what God says about me, that empowers me to walk in who he is rather than just trying to be righteous on my own. Does that make sense? It's not something I'm trying. We don't develop the fruit of the Spirit, right? The fruit of the Spirit is the fruit of the Spirit. You can't flesh out the fruit of the Spirit, right? And so I, I want to allow God to work in my life and through my life, and that's the things that, that I'm struggling with, the things that are hard for me. I don't want to run for them or hide them or shove them down. I want to bring them up. And so I'll write that down. I am this and I am that. And I write it down for 11 minutes and two seconds. And you'd be surprised how fast that goes. Right? And I love it. Now I love it. I used to hate it. Because I had all this stuff that would come up. And I was like, oh man, this hurts. I don't know if I like this. I don't believe this. Now I'm just like, yeah. Right? I am. If you feel, feel lack, I am rich. I'm abundant. I'm wealth. Well, how do you say that? He's freely given me all things. He said he'll supply all my needs according to his riches in where? In Christ Jesus, right? And so my, my, it's not based, it takes all the pressure off of me in my flesh and allows me to live out of my spirit and trust him. And that's where I, where I found the, the victory in, in my life, I'm going to go to Psalms 107. I'm, probably, I'm going to dance around a little bit, but um, um, I was right another day, and there, there's three areas. Let me let me write. Let me tell you what, I, like, three of the the first three areas I hit, and this is how I do it. I say, I allow myself. You know why I allow myself? Because the Bible says, "Choose you this day whom you're going to serve." Right? I get to choose what comes into my life. I get to choose what comes into my mind. And, and what comes into my mind is going to drop down into my heart. Right? He says, casting down imaginations and everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So what am I going to do? I'm not going to, going to allow just anything to come in. Right? I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to be like if something's like over there. Like I don't want to hear that news. Like, I, I'm just over it, right? I'll make my own news. I got some good news. Guess what that good news is? You can say 15% with Geico. <laughs> no, not that news. Better news than that. That Jesus is alive and he's real and he wants to live inside you and live in and through you. That's really good news. But what I do is I hit, there's three areas that I, I think is important. The first area and to me, this is the most important area that I deal with. And it's the most important area that any of us deal with. And that's number one, is relationships. How do you spell it? I'm a cowboy. That's too long of a word. Right? Relationships is the number one thing that, that we all deal with. Like, well, you don't, if, that's not true, Right? Yeah, it is true, because it starts with your first two relationships is your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself, because everything that you do with other people is going to be based off of what you're doing with God and yourself, because the Bible says, love the Lord God with 
all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your soul, and love your what? Your neighbor as yourself, right? So if you don't love yourself, you're going to love your neighbor like you don't love yourself. You see, people, are, they're mean, mean people that are angry people. They're, they're loving you like they love you themselves. Don't be surprised. Pray for them. Start saying, hey, Father, just heal what's going on inside them because they're broke inside. Right? They're, they're, it's not them. If, if we don't love ourselves, we'll never be able to allow God to, and, and ourselves to love other people the way that we really should love other people. And so that's why this is the most important relationship that you have, is your relationship between you and God and you and you. Right? And then everything else flows. You ever see, like, I, I know the old... Um, I actually learned this from a Catholic priest, right? <laughs> like, because I can't figure it out why they do the cross. Boom, boom, boom. Right? But it, it clicks for me now. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, what is it? Your mind your heart, and then how you're dealing with other people, right? So what is that? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit flowed over the water. So I'm like, so, so he's going to put his law in my mind. He's going to write it in my heart, right? So I don't need another man to teach me because he's showing me. He's teaching me. Not that it's bad to be taught anything. I'm not saying that at all. But what I'm saying is your righteousness doesn't come from yourself. It comes from Jesus himself. And Jesus cut it down. He, he's like, you're worried about all these rules. I'm going, I'm going to bring it down to where it's simple. He said, said he, and he brought, brought that up. It's called the Shema. You know, hear, O Israel, the Lord is God. And then love him with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor yourself. Jesus quoted that. And then, he said, then I think even in the scriptures, I can't remember if it was Jesus or Paul that said it, but he says this. We call it the, the platinum rule. Or is it the Bitcoin rule? I think Bitcoin's worth more than gold right now, right? Right? So, so um, the golden rule. What, does anybody know what the golden rule is? Treat others as you would treat... What is it saying? If you wouldn't treat yourself like that, don't treat other people like that. And you know what? Now you're walking in the kingdom. Because why? Because now you're treating, you're loving people, and you're honoring people, and it makes things way easier than us trying to keep a list of rules that we can't keep. And then we're mad at other people, and we think we're not better than some people, and that, that we're below other people. And that's not true. So we can rest in Him and rest in what He says, and know, you know what? I'm going to love people. I'm going to do to other people, right? Not, well, they did me dirty. Guess what? You, maybe they did me dirty, but I wouldn't do them dirty. So I'm going to do to them like I would want them to do to me. Not how they are to me, but what they would do, what I would do to them, right? Now, that used to not be good, right? An eye for an eye. Right? That's not God's law. That's Hammurabi's. Right? So, relationships. Number one, most important. So I just, I just simply prepare myself in the morning to, to, to deal with that. So, so I write this, because I allow myself to have good relationships. 
Because if I don't have good relationships in my life, the number one reason I don't is me. What am I allowing in my life? So I, put, I, I always write down, this is what I write. I allow myself to have bliss and love in all my relationships with ease. Now, why do I put ease? Because the blessings of the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow with it. In the Hebrew, that word's not sorrow. It's like toil. It's like there's no work to it. It's like the blessing. It's like a blessing. Like, here's your Christmas gift, right? Now, what are you going to do for it? I want you to cry, and I want you to weep, and I want you to work for it. That's stupid, right? How is it a gift, right? So the blessings of the Lord make me rich and add no sorrow. So it comes with ease, right? I want to flow, right, in, in, the, in the spirit of God, right? Which that's who he is. He's love. He's joy. He's peace. He's goodness. He, he's meekness. You guys probably think I'm a nut after I get done telling you all this, but... But this is what I do. It works for me. Find what works for you. But I think it's important for us to understand. And I tell you, I get so excited because I write that down and then I write, I am happily married. I am a great husband and father and, and grandfather. I, I, um, and then I just write, you know, I am loved. I'm accepted. I'm respected. Right? For, for husbands, men, women, I, I think they tell me they want to be loved more than respected, but I tell you what, for me, I like to be respected, right? It means a lot. So I already know I'm respected. I'm respected by God, and when I have that in me, I'm going to draw that to me. Does that make sense? And so I'm sowing, right? You, you know when you sow, right? The Bible talks about, about the sower and the seed, Right? Sowing on ground. So sowing in the heart. Right? A lot of people like to beat it up with money. Like, like that's money. That's our, you didn't give enough money, or you didn't do that, or you didn't do that. That's, that's not, that's out of context. Right? It's not. It's about, are you sowing his word? Where are you sowing his word? What are you allowing to sow into your heart? Right? You get to choose. So the next thing I, I do af- after relationships, anybody guess what I, I would deal with after relationships? What's the number two issue you think is the most important thing after relationships? I think God would be up here. Health. So why would you put health there? Because to you, your body is the most valuable resource on this earth. Because you ain't going nowhere without it. Right? You, you can't do God's work without it. I can't preach without it. I can't do what I need to do or fulfill my dreams if my body can't do what I want, if I can't get on a bucking horse, I don't want him to buck in the first place, but right? But if I'm not able to sit on that horse when it's bucking because my body won't let me, it's, it's hindering me, right? So I want my body to be healthy, not just because I want it to be healthy, but so I can do what I need to do here on earth, Right? So, so one of the things I do is I'm like, hey, Father, thank you. You, promised, you said, said, said 
above all, I wish that you would prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. So what, what do I, I do? I do this. I write this down after I write that. And, and um, I allow myself to have peace and vibrant health with ease. And you know what it did? Like I started eating different. I started doing push-ups. Like I had to start with 10 push-ups and I had to do them like, and I thought I was going to die, right? So I did 10 push-ups and then I'd go around and I'd do 10 more push-ups. Now I can do 150 push-ups in a day. Now I don't do them all at once yet. I used to be able to do that, right? But it doesn't matter. If I say I do 150 push-ups a day, you don't care if I did them one at a time. I could do one here, one there. It doesn't matter. Ten here, ten there. It adds up. I'm still doing push-ups. Right? So it changes my my process and starts making, well, I want to eat better because now I realize I'm valuable. In fact, this, this thing I'm living in is so valuable. And so, and it's not just about what I do, it's about the blessings of God, right? The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives where? Within me, right? And it says he's able to make alive my mortal body, right? So, so, so there's a blessing that comes from that. There's a blessing, and what happens here can affect this too. You're like, well, how can you say that? Because you know what they say you have when you're sick? A dis-ease. Now think about that. You're not at ease. There's something that's wrong. Right? I want to be at ease. I want to flow. I want to be healthy. I want to be vibrant. And I want to have that healthy, vibrant mindset and allow God... Like, I I don't have to do it. God can do it in me and through me. Then it's not about me. Right? And so, so, so I write that. Well, so I'm healthy and vibrant. I am healthy. I am fit. I am hot. For Linda, I say I am sexy, right? That's just for Linda, but anyway, right? I am good looking. I am strong. And then I get it in my mind. Well, I can't do this horse. I'm so tired. No, I'm, I'm strong. I can do this. Right? You can do it. Yes, you can. Hey, you ain't always going to have someone else to encourage you. And if you can't encourage yourself, you won't get through those times. As easy, you'll get through them. Learn to encourage yourself. Learn to be your biggest supporter and your biggest fan, right? And so, so it's about ease. We get into stress. We get into worry. We get into all these, these problems Starts, if you're struggling in relationships, then you're worried about trying to fix other people or worried about those relationships that cause the stress is going to cause worry. And then, then that worry is going to get you where you're not at ease. And then you're going to start, you know, going down a rabbit hole, right? You're already in this ease. I am whole. That's another thing I like to write. I am whole. I am healthy. I am blessed. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And so, so that's the second thing I deal with. And if you got the first two, then the third one is really important. In fact, it's the thing that most couples fight over. You know what that would be? 
Money. Finance. If I can cover all three of these, I've practically covered everything that I ever need to deal with in my entire life. Like, I don't have to go through a great big list. Does that make sense? So how do I deal with that? I want to think like I want to think, right? I want to think how I want to think. I want to think outside the box. So this is what I write down. I write down... I allow myself to enjoy and have overflowing abundance with ease. So, I can bless myself, my family, and others for generations to come. Nothing wrong with being blessed. Okay, there's nothing wrong with being being wealthy. There's nothing wrong with having that freedom so that you can bless other people. God wants you to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. It's a blessing. It's freedom. It's what God created. If you didn't like if you don't like rich people, you ain't gonna like God. You wouldn't have liked Abraham. You wouldn't have liked you know, Isaac, you wouldn't have liked Jacob. You wouldn't have liked any of those guys. You sure wouldn't have liked Joseph. And you wouldn't have liked all the children of Israel when they were leaving Egypt with all the silver, with all the gold, with all the cattle, with all that. And then they're given the promised land. You wouldn't have liked it. So, so get over it. Like, you, if you don't want to walk on streets of gold, don't go to heaven. Right? You get the choice, right? So it's real important. Finance. And, and finance and wealth isn't just finance. There's wealth, it, to me, isn't just finance, but it goes along with relationships, health, finance. If you're wealthy, you're, you're thriving in all three of those areas. And that's what I want to do. I, like, I, I want to love on people, right? I want people to know I love them and I care about them. I, I want to be healthy so I can love on people, right? But I also want to be able, hey, I need this. I want to be able to help. That's why this church is so awesome. Like we go, we do a great job. You guys do a great job with missions, and anybody needs help, we're really good about that. And so, so why when we when you have an overflow, then you're able to bless. And so I want an overflow in my life, not just a. You know, oh my gosh, I don't want to just be struggling or not have enough, because it's then I can't help anybody else. And then if I just get enough for me, that's kind of selfish. Oh, I only need this much. No, I don't. I want to allow God to bless me, right? The blessings of the Lord, the I am that I am, makes me what? Rich. What makes me rich? The blessings of the Lord makes me rich. That didn't say anything about I had to do anything. That says the blessings, His blessings. And what... So I, I write down, I am rich. I, I am abundant. I am wealthy. I have overflowing abundance. I am blessed when I come in. I'm blessed when I go out. It's a mindset. that is Partly I learned that from the rabbis, too. Is when, um, when you go to a Jewish house, you'll see a mezuzah. 
And on it is, I'm blessed when I come in, and I'm blessed when I go out. It's also the small. So when you see it, you go by, kiss it, put your hand on it. Go in, I'm blessed when I come in, and I'm blessed when I go out. You know what happens? Every Shabbat, the father says a blessing over their sons and their daughters. It's a culture of blessing. It's a mindset culture. How, how as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So remember, Father, Son, who is it? It's Christ in me. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. When you're free in your heart, you're really free. And where does Jesus live? In your heart. So I want to be free. So I was, I, I was writing down stuff, and I, you know, like, I, I am healthy. I write this neat, too. I am rich. I'm not going to write I am sexy, because we're in church. And that's just for Linda. And I don't want people, when I'm shoeing horses, to start saying that about me. Handsome, I can deal with. Okay? I am, let's write handsome. Right? Now I start, I start feeling better. I start, start feeling, you know what? I got ample supply. I had a bill come up that was unjust. It was a car insurance thing. And they were literally charging me for, for something that I didn't know. And, and so when I was sick, instead of calling and telling me, they, they sent me to col- collections. So I called them up and dropped my car insurance. So I called them up. I was like, hey, you can't do that, right? I started to get mad. And I was like, no, I am well supplied. God supplies all my needs according to the riches of glory. So I called them up. I was like, hey, you can't call, charge me for months for a car that's been totaled that you won't insure and then charge me for it. And I said, and then send me to collections for it. And, may, and then I had to pay like this other, like, because it went more than a month and I didn't know. So I had to pay this exorbitant amount on getting car insurance with someone else because they said my insurance lapsed. And it, and it didn't and it wouldn't. So I, I was like, I'm not going to get mad. So I called them up. I was like, hey, you know, this don't work. You're charging me for something that, that you won't even cover. I'm sorry. We'll fix it. So, so it went from a thousand and twelve hundred dollars to one hundred and twelve dollars on the bill, and I was like, "Thank you, God!" Right? God took care of it on His own. I was still kind of mad because I still had to switch the insurance and pay more, but I was like, "God will fix that and work that out too." But I used to—I would have got really mad, not know what to do. But God's like, "Hey, no, keep your cool." It'll get cleared off. Everything's going to be fine. And allow God to do that kind of stuff for you, right? Because I am rich. I, I am abundant. I am supply, right? God, God will take care of you. And if you don't know what to do, trust him. One thing when I start doing this, after I do that for 11 minutes, write it out, I read it. And I'll read it for six minutes in two, in two seconds again, because I just like two, I guess. Reminds me of Jesus. Right? Reminds me of all the people that were behind me when I was competing. They were number two. <laughs> right? I guess I like to. Right? But I'll, I'll read it. And then I'll say, 
when, when I feel anything comes up, I, I bring it to the Father. Father, man, I'm feeling this. No, I'm going to love on this. Let's love on this together. And then I can pray. And that's when I have the best time with my Father. I can open my Bible and it comes to life for me. And it's not a struggle. Oh, what are, I got to find and I got to do this. It just naturally flows. Now, I was reading. I was doing this. I was right. I was reading through it. I am healthy. I am rich. I'm and when I do that, a, a Bible verse will pop up in my mind. Right? Now, the Bible verse that popped up in my mind was, let the redeemed of the Lord say, so. It's like, I, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm redeemed. Jesus redeemed me from the curse of the law. He redeemed me from it, but he redeemed me to his blessings, to his grace, to his goodness. All I'm doing is saying, I am healthy. I'm saying so. I'm telling a new story. I'm saying this. I am healthy. So I was like, okay, I am so healthy. I am so rich. I am so handsome, which is obvious. Right? And all of a sudden it's like, whoa, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That's actually in Psalms 107. In Psalms 107, you're like, he, he don't even use the Bible. I've been giving you scriptures the whole time, but we're going to read the Bible, okay? Psalms 107.1. Give thanks to the Lord, the I am that I am, Yahweh, for he is good. He's what? He's good. And his love endures for how long? Till you mess up? Till you don't do something right? Way longer, right? Let the redeemed of the Lord say this. In King James it says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. So it's one, one version had, had say this, one, another version said so, another version said their story. But either way, I like so. Right? So what if you don't like it? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Not pray and hope you are. You are. Now watch this. Man, I'm, that clock. Can I just throw it away? <laughs> Clearly no one is... Um, Galatians 3.11 says this. Clearly no one is justified before God by the law because the righteous will live by what? Faith. The law is not based on faith. On the contrary, the man who does these things will live by them. Christ. Who? Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hung on a tree. He redeemed us in order that life, is it life? That life blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. We are redeemed. We are free from the curse, which means we are open to what? 
his blessings and all his blessings, all of his promises are maybe. They're yes and amen. So, I'm not telling you you're not ever going to have struggles in your life. What I am telling you is if you will stay in line with what God says about you and stay in relationship with Him and seek Him first. The Bible says seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and then everything, all your stuff's going to be all right. Everything else will work out. It's not. You can relax. Not hard. Actually, it is hard. This is what's hard. You got to let go of your ego, which is just edging God out, thinking that you have to do it all in your own works and in your own power. When Christ himself did it for you by becoming a curse for you so that you can be blessed. Either the cross worked completely or it didn't work at all. There was no in-between. Amen? So, Father, we thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your peace. Thank you for loving on people and just showing them who you are and how much you love them. And so we give you the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you'd like to learn more about us, check out our website at www.silverlakebaptist.org.